lovely bank holiday weekend here in the glorious free republic of ireland and also in the united kingdom uh, i'm one of your hosts a slightly sunburnt barry murphy joined as always by my ever dependable co-host first of all mr paul Ridford. oh yeah summer's here that's it we're all very excited about it we all were three men who handle the sun very well um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, no allergies or sunburn or any of those other nerdy qualities. We're all sort of golden brown Adonis's. Yeah, um, yeah. Rippling ra- bronze. Round, rounding out the trio, Mr. Joe Towner. Uh, evening, Bart. Uh, lads, it is summertime. Uh, uh, the sun is out. Uh, we've had a we've we, we've truly arrived in the summer months. The the long road to SummerSlam begins now. All right. I hope everyone's very excited for that. Um, uh, it was in fact the uh, May Bank Holiday weekend. We're recording this of a Monday. Uh, we're all off work today, I imagine. Were we? Everyone off work today? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I was in today. Why? I was in today for a few hours. I did have to go home early though. Because it was sick. Oh. I'm a sick boy. Oh. Or were you just not satisfied with having to work on this glorious bank holiday Monday? <clears throat> well, it was weird. Um, I was. I started to get sick oh, around Thursday or Friday. Cause Natty, who was back, by the way, woohoo! Hooray! Um, Yay! She. Oh, I piped down off. Me, bitch. Okay, it's alright. Oh, I piped down off. <laughs> <laughs> Right away. <laughs> you would never got you it was a seasonal hiatus, that's all. So Natty's back for season two now. Um <clears throat> she was sick before. She had a very bad flu. And then for three weeks I pretty much did not get it off her. On just until the moment she got better, then I got sick. <clears throat> so um Friday I was particularly bad. Thursday, I, I was kind of, I was not well, but I was still going to work and everything. So Friday, I got hit really bad. So I stayed home Friday. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on uh, Exputex, which is a, a medicine. What? That is not a tablet. It's one you have to drink. And I'm on... Oh, I, was, I was thinking it was going off the bum. No, I'm on a, ah! a, a Benelin day and night as well. Um, if you try putting it up the bum. Uh, no. Not with that, at least. Um, I'll have to do a handstand. But... Uh, so like, <laughs> oh, God. Ibuprofen, because I've been having fevers as well. Um, <laughs> You've been proofing? I've been proofreading uh, my latest snow. Um, and, uh, and then yesterday I was okay. Yesterday I was out kicking a ball around, playing a bit of football at the, oh. at, at the green, right? And then this morning I said, well, off to work I go then, because I'm somewhat recovered. And then I had yeah. like stomach cramps all day, so I had to just go home. Oh, like, I, I didn't go home today because of the flu, or the, you know, the infection that I have, but I just <laughs> had like stomach cramps all morning. I don't know what caused it, or why that happened, linked to the other sickness, but... Oh. <clears throat> anyway, I've been a sick little boy. Um... So we'll see how I am in the morning. If if I'm still bad, I might have to go to the old doctor, get this cert, as well as the prescription medicine and all that. Uh, uh, but most importantly, the cert to say that I have to stay home from work. Yeah. And um, 
But if I'm anyway, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll mosey on in and do the job that they pay me to do. Uh, luckily, you guys are not sick. Yeah, correct. Good. Fighting fit. Yeah, I, I can feel I can feel the beginning of the summer allergies starting to creep in, but they haven't quite got me yet. Mm. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, and I was off today. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was the the annual River Fest here uh, in Limerick, oh. um, which is a kind of a I didn't. That's what Jeremy like, Piffin calls River Slam. Funny enough, you know, I genuinely think. <laughs> Piven, literally every year when this rolls around, at least once a week, I think to myself in the lead up, oh God, I can't stop thinking about Summerfest. Why? Why, God? Why have I delighted with this hobby that has cursed my mind? This weird flub from an episode of Raw that's nearly a decade ago. God. God, which is also weird to think, 2009, that's sort of around the time we all started watching wrestling again. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so it's clues in the title. The the the, the theoretical uh, uh, purpose of the Riverfest is to celebrate the River Shannon, which is you know the 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 banks of which Limerick is built on, and it's like one of its core uh, uh, you know causes for businesses to come here. But there's lots of cultural things going on. There's a, a fair set up in town. There's barbecues all over the place. It's a very fun time. Uh, uh, I, I went out and about, had some drinks with some pals in the city centre. Uh, there was a fella, uh, again, you know, I said there was a carnival and there was some kind of uh, events, there was face painting going on and down. Uh, there was a fella outside the carnival with a llama, an actual llama, a shoot llama. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be honest, lads, he didn't look like the type of fella who, he, he, he didn't look like he was from an exotic land. He looked like he was from Limerick. And he was just, and he didn't have any kind of stand or signage. Or, then he was just kind of going, people going, do you want a picture with the llama? Fiverr. <laughs> I was like, I'm alright. Uh, uh, yeah, alright. All right. And just walk, like, again, no showmanship, just kind of looked kind of like a lost child, just kind of standing in the middle of footpath. You'd see some people who, like, were obviously waiting for their partners to come walk up to the picture with the lamp. I, lo- I love your, your um, confusion that he didn't look like he was from an exotic land. Yeah, do you think he brought the llama from... Another country. Uh, like, well, well, here's what, what I mean by that. Is I don't fucking see the llama uh, in the car park outside Tesco near my house. You, you sound like one of those uncles who watches like an Ireland game and one of the Irish players is black and he goes, Jesus, he's not from <laughs> me all. <laughs> my point is, this was obviously an Irish Sir, family. you're not exotic. How did you come to be in possession of such an animal? What I'm saying is, I don't know the legitimacy of how this man got this animal. Are you putting out there that he might have stolen it from, like, a zoo or something? Liter- liter- I think he literally might have stolen it from the circus. Right. I mean, but then know, where did the circus get it from? But hmm. well, well, I also question that. I mean, also, what know. kind of circus has a llama? Is that a circus animal? Yeah, llamas. Photo op, photo op for the llama. Yeah. Right. Oh my god! Does a llama sell t-shirts as well? Does it have like the, the gimmick, the gimmick table? No, he had. There was no gimmick table. There was no sign. It was just a man, a rope, and his llama. Um. Uh. Yeah. So. So that was that was fun. Right. Let's see. Let's see if we can work llama into a wrestling pun and make a T-shirt out of it. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, is it going to be as good as Prawn Michaels? I don't know. Uh, not uh, many things are, to be fair. Not, not, not many things are. 
Um, yeah, so Riverfest was good. Great sense of community. Everyone's out in force. It's like one of the busiest days in, in like or a couple of days because there's also a, a marathon uh, uh, in, in Limerick on, on the second day, on the Sunday. Great bit of buzz around town. A bit weird, you know, got, <clears throat> you know, uh, 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 referendum related marches and protests going oh, on in the midst yeah. of all the bank holiday fun and games. So that was a bit weird, right? Little right in the middle of town. But um, uh, that's good. That, that that civil war continues to engulf the streets. Um, but yeah, so I, I enjoyed the first weekend of uh, of summer proper. Um, but I, uh, I I can already feel the tinges of, of the weeks to come when I will be uh, burning through yonder packets of antihistamines. Hmm. That's pretty much all my week this week. Hmm. Sounds good. I, I don't know if you can hear, but there's there's quite a carnival atmosphere on my street at the moment. Oh. Um, because our local football team just got promoted. Um, I'm leaning out the window. Can you hear the noise? No. A little bit, a little bit. Okay. Okay, they're a bit up the street. Anyway. Who's the local football team? Arsenal, is it? <laughs> You've... It sounds like you've got like a top-notch like noise-canceling microphone because I genuinely can't hear anything. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, yeah, anyway, Who, so who's the, the local the team? Season for them, it's Dulwich Hamlet. Um, they had a bit of they've been in the news quite a bit this this uh, season because they're owned by some big American property developer who's right. tried to sell off their ground and started you know piling debt onto the club and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they actually had to move to another ground uh, quite quite far away from, from where I live. Um, but yeah, but they won the playoff final today on penalties. So okay. uh, very exciting into the season. And quite a few people celebrating this uh, bank holiday Monday. I'm not out there though. I'm in here. Got a bloody podcast to do. Uh, and I'm also watching the, the snooker final. It's the world championships. So, you know. I th- let, let those guys get on with it. I think Dulwich Hamlet is one of those teams that, you know, if I was American, I'd look at English football teams and just marvel at how weirdly named they are. Yeah. Because it's not like the, the Dulwich Tigers. Dulwich Hamlet yeah. FC. That is the name of a team. It's, I yeah, like their strip. Their strip as well is, is purple and pink. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a nice strip. They've got a big following as well. They're, they're trending... Uh, number three on Twitter, aren't they? Yeah, so, they play yeah. in the Isthmian League. Yeah. yeah. God, I've never even heard of this. I don't know. Yeah, they're out of that one. How, how many divisions down is that? Oh, they're promoted <laughs> to the National League Yeah, they're promoted South. to the National League South, which is um, one below the uh, conference, which is the top non-league league. Right. So they're nearly there. So if they were... If they got promoted twice, they'd be in the football league, basically. Hmm. That's that's it. So they're not they're they're certainly uh, non-league, so semi-professional, but uh, yeah, it's exciting anyway. They're founded 125 years ago. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah, here we are now. Ah, so yeah, that's exciting. Um, what else been up to? Oh, just you know, enjoying the weather, hanging out, seeing the family, getting out and about. It's all been all been very fun. So uh, good, good weekend. On on the topic of the football, mm-hmm. I just want to give a little shout out to Fergie. Let him know you're thinking of him. Uh boss. He'll be fine. <laughs> Big dog. He'll be, he'll be, sure be, be alright. He'll be alright. 
What, what, what is up with him? I didn't read what was... He had a brain hemorrhage, apparently. Brain hemorrhage. What? Jesus Christ, I didn't realise it was that bad. <laughs> yeah. He's not got the cold or something. But no, I, 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 my, in my assumption, I, I thought it was just like a heart thing. You know, no. Fucking hell. Brain hemorrhage. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, I hope he's alright. Yeah, hopefully. Um, Alleged. Like, a, a future WWE Hall of Famer, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh yeah, so that sounds like it's going to be uh, a wrap on life guff. We can move on. Wait a minute, there's like loads of life guff I didn't talk about yet. Oh, sorry. This guy's not even looking at the run sheet, mate. I, I, I oh, you mentioned you were sick. You you know what? Yeah, so I I booked some holidays today. <clears throat> All right. Got to France nice. in August. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Know. For a week, so that'd be nice. Um, very nice. Surprisingly cheap as well, given how, like you know, typically when you're booking flights and hotels, you kind of have to book them way in advance, mm. right? Otherwise, you get like ripped off. Um, but we got like return flights to Paris for two of us, like 170 euro in August, which isn't bad at all. Um, and the hotel also pretty reasonable. So we're going over to there in August. Um, so it is we're going we're going for five days so monday to friday so it won't affect the uh the old podcast um and also this week let me just get in before we close out life this is something that i'll uh talk more about a little bit later i won a prize at work last week oh um you nerd no, it, it was uh, it was a competition. It was just like there was a little quiz that was sent out by the sports and social club. Answer the questions, and they pick out you know random four four winners at random. What were so, the questions? I don't have them in front of me, but they were video game yeah. related. <clears throat> so I was one of four people to win a little Super Nintendo Mini. Pretty damn good prize, Jesus! I was very happy with it. Um, so I'll talk. I'll talk about that during game guff. But I have a little uh, SNES Mini at home now to go along with the real SNES, which I have. But of course, with the real one, I've only got whatever uh, seven or eight games for it. Whereas the SNES Mini comes with twenty-one games, many of which I've never played. So I'm happily starting to get through them. I think I'm going to put the PS4 and give that a little break play some retro games for a while yeah um but yeah um, loving it so oh, that, far. that's a good that, that's a good prize i mean the odd you know the uh, sports and social in our job does a lot a lot of giveaways and stuff but uh it's, it's usually a voucher here or there a bottle of wine um no snares you know, that's, oh, that's a good that no snares minis that's a good price yeah, it is. yeah well, but we're lo- luckily here in europe because uh i was talking to natty about this and, and our poor american listeners uh, suffer the same thing. The the horrible US SNES they have uh, the the, pur- uh, the, the purple buttons. Obviously, lilac buttons. Here in here in Europe, we have the same lovely SNES oh. as they had in Japan with the the blue, green, yellow, and red buttons. Oh, lovely, mate. Oh yes, yes, yes. That yes, that yes. that NTSC one is. I, and I understand that people who live in America or who lived in let's say Brazil have like fond nostalgia for you know the super nintendo of their childhood but good lord it's an ugly machine yeah 
Uh, and, well, NTSC, what kind of format is that? You call that a refresh race? <laughs> you call, your frame rate is very, very slightly different to ours. Uh, oh, mate. Um, but yeah, it's, ah, it's lovely. And it's really tiny, teeny. Um, so I'm enjoying that. I'll talk more about that a little bit later. Alrighty. Um... Yeah, so moving on anyway from the from the life golf. No one watched much TV this week. I watched. Uh, I got back into Atlanta, which I started oh like three years ago when that first season started. I'm still on the first season, but I got back into it. Really great. I I was reminded of it because uh, Donald Glover obviously had that new music video this week. This is America. Oh yeah, this is America, which I thought was cracking. I really liked it. Um, great, great song. Great, great song. Great video. Like you can already tell. Like already going to be like a, a much talked about kind of you know mm. list topping not this topping maybe but but it's going to be in your your list of great videos for for years to come and i was like yeah donald lover is good i should, <laughs> uh, he is a good boy he's a good lad uh i should get back and watch atlanta and it's it is great uh and so i've i i've, I've almost finished season one there i, I watched like five episodes uh uh, over the last two days, so I want to finish that, and then I'm going to jump into that second season because I was I was all excited for it to come back, and then I I'm still ages behind. So to get to that, I still haven't gotten to Westworld yet. Um, neither have I. Uh, I, mean, I, I, have, I have I that and those last it's few episodes coming. of that I have downloaded and ready to go. But um, you mean uh, watch on the telly and that? I my uh, Sky Plus box. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I quite like uh, yeah. the uh, the This Is America video. I'm not sure the song does it for me. I just I think I'm, oh. not, I'm not into that genre. Oh. I'm not saying I'm not understand. This is not the raid two all over again. I'm not saying it's a bad song, but I don't know. <laughs> I think I think that that style of like I don't know how you describe it. It's almost like a like a lazy rap. rap. Well, it's not it's rap. not rap in the sense of like rhythmic poetry. It's quite slow and quite yeah. You know what it kind of reminds me of. It kind of reminded me of um, Jesus. Yeah, uh, like, a little bit. I, I think that that's just what kind of modern mainstream rap is more so than, you know, Tech 9 or something yeah. like that, which is quite, like, high-paced. And yeah. It's just got a kind of... Delight, for example. Yeah. If you want to really go back to the beginning. Yeah, it's not like that anymore, is it? Weird, what's going on? They've changed it. They've evolved. But I, I, I'm just saying that that kind of... It's it's so kind of laid back now. It, I just... For me, it doesn't do it for me. But uh, I, I did yeah, I, I, like I, the video a lot. I think, I, think, I think the conversation about this for like the years to come will be about the video. Um, uh but yeah, so Atlanta is is still a, a solid thumbs up. So are, are you guys up to date on on uh, Westworld? Do you any any takes for this week? Well, I uh, might might not bother. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> that can't be bothered. Well, I have okay, the first robots, three episodes. Robots on that. <clears throat> Sky Plus. Wink, wink. Um, and I will. We we'll get around to it. Me and that will watch it. Just hasn't happened. There yet. was a on the subject of us, you know being cool kids who don't know what Sky Plus boxes are. Um, there was a... <laughs> there was, it must have been a slow news day. There was a Twitter moment uh, in the moments tab there earlier in the week. There was people complaining about the new TV guide on the Sky Plus box. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, is this, what, is this what normal people tweet about? 
non-weird people who don't watch wrestling. They go, oh, you moved all the plus one channels into a separate friggin' tab, you got <laughs> See, I, I have Sky at home, and I don't, I didn't realize that there was any difference to the guy. I don't know so. what the differences were, but they apparently there was changes and people were very upset. Because hmm. the thing is, I mean, over here in Ireland, the, the numbers of the channels is, are already not the same as in the UK, so I don't know if mm. if it's we're not affected by it in Ireland, or, or what's the deal, but you know. I'll get in touch right. with, with, uh, with Sky and ask them to confirm. Because I was I was annoyed earlier because I, I can't I can never find the HD versions of the channels because they're not in any kind of logical order. No, it's just it's completely random. Like, what is it for? Like BBC One HD and BBC Two HD in the in the UK? Exactly. On, well, I'm on Virgin Media. Oh, to right. find okay. BBC Two HD, I had to go up to 162. Yeah. When obviously the normal BBC Two is on 102, so that's 60 channels apart. Well, That's, not over here. It's even worse, Joe. I I know because uh, I I use it to watch you know match of the day. I think in in Ireland, BBC One HD is like two fifteen or something, and uh, the normal BBC One is like one forty one, because you know R one hundred one is RTE one, and one hundred two is RTE two. Uh, one hundred three is TV three. One hundred four is TG Kehor. Um, so it's, it's already rejiggered for us. So we're like, "Fuck BBC One HD." Where, where? I, don't, I have no idea what BBC Two HD is. It's like, yeah, one. I don't even know. It's only the few that I've memorized. Like Challenge is one forty-five. Got to get that pointless and chase watched. <laughs> um, and then all the the sports ones like Sky Sports four four oh one. This main event four yeah. nine for yeah. the news. B B T Sport H D one is four thirteen. So I don't know. I mean, if they if they rejiggered all the numbers, I've at least not been affected by it because the ones that I've memorized are all still the same. Um, but I remember we used to be on UPC way back when, and when we first moved oh, to yeah, Sky, yeah. that was like, fuck, I'm a complete mindfuck, where I'm like, well, they're all yeah. different, there's no standardization. Also, that, 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 that box and navigating those channels, that felt like it, it really was Irish as fuck, it felt like it was barely just managing to be on the cusp of the digital age, it was so slow, and the, the, the menus, for lack of a better term, were painted the holes. Well, I actually thought, we were with um, Virgin Media down in the old apartment, and yeah. I thought the guides on that were like way more modern than the Sky guides. Um, Sky ones, I feel like they ha- they've shuffled things around, but they really haven't changed in the fifteen years they've been commonplace. Yeah. Like with Virgin, anyway, it, it, sh- it has like the logo of the channel and little like you know, Sky's is just very very plain. Anyway, that's TV guff, where we <laughs> literally talk about televisions. If you've got any uh, opinions on the graphics on your on the TV guide on your set, I'll wait till I tell you, mate. We used to have a, TV, a remote control <laughs> where the channel up button would work and the channel down button was gone. Oh, it could go up and not down. What's your opinion, folks, on when you have the TV in standby, should it only turn back on when you press the power button again, or are you partial to a little bit of pressing the channel up button on the clicker and making it come back on again? Let me know. Uh, Why is it that you can never find the Sky Remote and when you ask your mom, she goes, is this it? And you go, no, that's the DVD player remote. And then, and then the other times, the other times, she goes, it was the last place you put it. You've been living here for seven years, love. Why can you not tell the difference? 
<laughs> okay. Oh, God. All right. Game golf. <laughs> <coughs> For the record, I don't think my mom actually has an issue uh, telling the difference between the routes. That was only a joke that I was doing. Um, game golf, yeah. Game so, golf. first and foremost, I finally beat Titanfall 2. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell to the yeah. One of my favorite PS4 games. Um, yeah. It's so good. So, so fun to play. Um, and every level, like, slightly different. I, I think I made the, the comparison before, but it almost feels in some ways similar to uh, my other favorite PS4 game, What Remains of Edith Finch, where, like, every level has, like, a different, um, like, gameplay mechanic at play. And so every level feels super different, even though the story is kind of linear and kind of following on. And that's what kind of keeps... That's a great comparison. That's that, a great comparison. That's what kept me interested. That's what kept me going. I mean, probably the best level of the game would be the one... No spoilers or anything, but the one that involves a little bit of time travel. Super clever and super, like, flawlessly executed. And, uh, yeah, that, that story was very good, even though it was not exactly unique. Uh, certainly, I felt very strongly the relationship between my faceless avatar character and the 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 titan the the mech uh that i i was working with and that was done very well yeah it it, it felt big uh it felt uh extensive and and but at the same time the the most important thing was that it was super fun to play and i didn't i didn't expect it to be i i i guess because i didn't know much about titanfall 2 is i just expected uh uh, a more or less classic shoot 'em up with like sometimes yeah. you'll be in a mech suit, but like it's so much more than that, and that's why it people is, should yeah. play it. It's because it's it's it takes the shooter genre and kind of does like really cool, unique stuff with it. Um, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's, it's a uh, it is a it, it really is a bit of a sleeper hit because it, uh, um, I mean, EH didn't know justice at all when it came out. It was such a, an undermarket thing. That was the same. I think it came out within about two weeks of Battlefield One, which is also published by E. And like, if you remember, like Battlefield One was like this massive success and this massive hmm. marketing behemoth, and Titanfall Two just kind of squeaked out. Well, I got Battlefield One when it came out, and I I beat that. See, so did I. Re- yeah. Really enjoyed the uh, really enjoyed the single player of that. But I think Titanfall is yeah. by far the better game. Um, I got I got I got a, a packet of the of the two of them together. Uh, um, lovely. Uh, I said I still have a touchpad. I, I mean I've heard it's great. I'm not saying it's not great, but it's just it's just that was obviously the the triple A holiday release for them that year. Battlefield one is great. Battlefield one is great, yeah. but in a very different way. <clears throat> and I rec- right, I would recommend kind of other thing. Yeah, I, I would recommend being someone who has no interest in touching the multiplayer at all. I think Titanfall if you if you can get Titanfall for like twenty euro, twenty dollars, whatever it's yeah, you know, for for the single player alone is well worth it. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and it's it is frequently on sale. Um, yeah, because uh, like I said I don't think it was a a it's not sell gangbusters. So uh, um, yeah, grab grab that if you're if you're at all interested in it. Certainly, which is a shame because story wise they kind of set up for a, a third one that I'm not sure will come at least anytime soon. Yeah, the, the the good and or bad news is that EA did buy the studio, um, which would seem to suggest they at least want them to make at least one other one, you would imagine. But if, I mean, look, it's EA. So so famously, they buy studios, they start work on something, maybe it's just, maybe it doesn't, and then they close them. So I'm, I'm sort of, you know, 
I'm I'm nervous for respawn, but I'm I'm hopeful that they will get that there'll at least be another Titanfall game in the near future. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe E3 this year there'll be a reveal or something. That'd be nice. I, um, be I don't know what else EA has got coming out soon. Uh, they they killed Mass Effect. That's not coming out anymore ever again. Uh, they killed most of their Star Wars games. That's sort of well, they have that um, that massive multiplayer Mass Effect like um, oh. anth- anthem. Is that was called. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. God, I don't know. They're they're in a really weird place. But uh, anyway, we'll talk, no doubt there'll be more game announcement golf in the coming weeks because we are just a few weeks from uh, from E3. Yeah. Anyway, go play uh, Titanfall if if you have a console yes. that's on. Certainly worth it. It's great. Uh, so yeah, got SNES Mini. Uh, Twenty one games. It's got all all the classic games you could want. Maybe one or two omissions, but nothing that would be like a deal breaker. Um, no Chrono Trigger, for example. Um, right. No Super Mario All Stars, no like it's got Donkey Kong Country, but not two or three. Uh, Donkey Kong Country Two, of course, is the best one, so that's a little little downer as well. But uh, you got your Super Mario World, you got Yoshi's Island, F Zero, Super Mario Kart, Donkey Kong Country, um, and Super Metroid, which I'm playing at the moment for the very first time. And yeah, Metroid is, is a series that I know a lot of Nintendo fans have a lot of affinity for, even though it's never kind of been one of the best-selling series that they produce. Um, I, I dabbled a little bit in it, but I've never kind of dived headfirst into any of the Metroid games. I played Metroid Prime for maybe four or five hours when that came out, and it just kind of didn't grab me. Um but, you know, repeatedly I've been hearing stuff about Super Metroid being one of the best Super Nintendo games. And, of course, you hear a lot, if, if you listen to any kind of video game podcast or anything like that, you hear Metroidvania being used as a kind of a genre. And, I, and I, given that I'd never really played any, certainly never played any of the Castlevania games, never played a real, like, 2D Metroid game, I figured that that was the one that I was going to focus in on and actually, I was thinking about it before I even got the the SNES Mini because I had been to Rage in Dublin, the, the retro video game store I was telling you about a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, last week. I yeah. was in there last week, and I was looking at Super Metroid, and they had just the cartridge loose with no box, 85 euro. And I think they had a boxed version, which was like 115 or something, so... I was thinking I wasn't going to be playing it anytime soon. But then I got, I got the SNES Mini, so I'm about four and a half hours into into Super Metroid. Apparently, it's not a very long game. I looked up on howlongtobeat.com, and it's like six, seven hours. So I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. Maybe I, I feel like I'm a bit more. I feel like I'm a bit further than that, like I'm maybe three-quarters through it. But uh, it's certainly very good, and it certainly holds up very well compared to other you know retro games that I've played. Um, and what I like about it is, and again, this is maybe just uh, uh, my, my uh, misunderstanding of, of the Castlevania genre and my lack of experience in playing these kind of games, but what it is essentially is, it's not like broken up into levels or into worlds, it's essentially just one big world, and as you explore, you kind of pick up more and more abilities or more and more like weapons, and then that's what allows you to go into both forward 
in the world and also back to the world to previously unreachable places. And so like, you know, modern games like, you know, your Breath of the Wild and so on, it really encourages and rewards exploration. Um, what I really like that it does is you have your map, which of course is a very, very basic map screen, but any, um, let's say, any cell, any square of the map that you go into is, is highlighted in pink to show you've been there. And then any place that you haven't got, once you unlock the map for the area, any place you haven't been is shown in blue. So you can kind of very easily go to all the places that you've not been in terms of checking back, as opposed to having to kind of do it randomly and remember where you've been, remember where, where you've not been. It very clearly shows to you these are the parts of the game that you've not explored yet. So you can go back, once you get a new power-up, you can go back to that area and see, do I now have the thing that I need to fully explore this area? And um, yeah, super, super good. I mean, it's very, very simple. You've only got three uh, buttons. You have like dash, jump, and shoot. And then you have like the select button allows you to pick through the different power-ups. So you have like um, a grapple beam, which is essentially like a grappling hook to allow you to swing from area to area. You have uh, bombs, super bombs, and lots and lots of different power-ups like that to um choose between and yeah it's it's very very simple but it's it's really um addictive in a way and normally tracking back is not something that i'm that fond of in games i kind of i always want the progression to be forward 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 but like i said this game because it rewards you for exploring that makes it kind of worth it and makes it not as um, tedious and also the world isn't so big the world isn't so big it's very it's very kind of closed off kind of like you have a corridor with like four doors and at the, at this time you can only go through one door and then later you can go, go come back and go through another door it's kind of although although it's it's based around exploration at the time where you have only limited uh, abilities you're kind of led a specific path and then you can go back and it kind of branches off. So it's kind of a little bit more like that. Um, but yeah, super, super cool. What I like about the SNES Mini as well is you have different like display options. So you have the normal setting, which would look essentially the same as if you're playing on an emulator. You then have um, pixel perfect mode, which is like high definition Super Nintendo, which um, for certain games looks great because, you know, the, the the pixel sprites and so on are super sharp. They look great. But in other games, like Donkey Kong, where it's like 3D renders, in, in pixel-perfect mode, that looks super bad because it just looks like a mess of pixels. Uh, and then it has uh, the, the mode that I'm using, which is CRT mode, where it puts, like, lines on the TV and actually improves the uh, the effect of, of how the Super NES games should look. Um, so hopefully... I think I, in, in, in... Just in my own experience, I always like the idea of that CRT mode, but something about it always kind of like uh, they tend to—I don't know—just like look fake, like it's obviously a filter and not like they're trying to emulate that original TV feel. But, but you know, I, I see what you mean. I, I mean, here I, I don't think it's as big a deal. I think it's more subtle, and uh, because, right. because the games look actually look better with it, that's kind of why I'm playing it that way. It's, I'm not playing out of any nostalgia of playing it like how it used to be literally the games look better with that effect on uh, right okay with certain games um so i'll hopefully have metroid finished in the next few days and then i'm maybe going to play something like uh earthbound or secret of mana or one of these games again that i've never played before 
Yeah, I like I like that they gave you those options though, because I, I mean, people who are I mean, obviously, I'm not sure if this is like an emulation or what this is, but people in that kind of emulation community, they all have their preferences about you know, do you want it stretched out on your big 4K TV? Does that look weird? Is there latency issues? You know, uh, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's cool. I and and typically Nintendo's just so weird about how they do certain things. I I, I just wouldn't have imagined they'd put that kind of stuff in there, but it's it's cool that they did. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's it. That's your. That's the uh, the old game. I haven't really played anything new. Uh, yeah, because uh, still I'm still playing, still doing post game stuff in God of War. I'm, I'm really thoroughly addicted to it now. I, I might get the platinum, but uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, so we can uh, jump. Let in me just interrupt for a second, okay? Go on. Unbeknownst to me, Natty has spent the last half hour. Yeah. Researching. Wrestling llama puns. So we're gonna go through them and see what we think. Okay. Well, it's not only wrestling llama puns, but but is uh, wrestling animals. Let's say mostly llama based. So we have <coughs> first one is not good. <laughs> They're all terrible. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. All puns are bad. I mean, so first one we have is Kamala, which is then <laughs> Kalama. That doesn't even work. Yeah, no. Angelo Mosca has Mosca as a name, which means flying point. I don't know who Angelo Mosca is. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Apparently a wrestler. King Kong Mosca and the Mighty Hercules. I've never heard of Angelo Mosca. But good. Now, this one I do like. I'm not sure the pun works, but I like it anyway. Um, Dean (laughs) Lomenko. (laughs) 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 We then have Rhino, you know, Rhino, of course. Mm. Mm. And then, you, and then you put rather than Bruno, you've gone with David Lamartino. I think Bruno, Bruno Lamartino works. Bruno uh, Lamartino, yeah, like relative to all the other ones, yeah. Yeah, I think I think we go with Bruno Lamartino. I think that one works. Now, if we go with any of these, which to which my suggestion is, let's not. Well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, Bruno just died as well, so... Yeah, so have some respect! Have some, yeah, any guys respect for him. And that is the best oh. pun one, though, is Lamartino. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're great. Anyway. Anyway. Um, we uh, will kick movie off here, and Paul... I'm going to join in your Dwayne Johnson watcharama. What? Because uh, this week I uh, saw Rampage. Oh, you, you recall uh, Rampage was a movie a few weeks ago I gave like a three or a four out of ten. Something like that. Uh, yes, and I would also like to say that I thought Rampage was a big old steaming pile of shite. Um, <laughs> Uh, I didn't give it a 10 number, but I did give it one star on the old letterbox. Um, it is uh, rubbish. Uh, it's it's full of really terrible sort of quasi like Marvel Whedon-y quips, except none of them are funny at all. Yeah. Um, it, it, some of it, some of it feels like it's almost like 
placeholder in a Marvel script. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. this is the most basic joke imaginable. It's so bad. The Rock is awful in it. The Rock is absolutely terrible in this film. It is like he's uh, going through the motions for like a pre-tape for a Raw anniversary show. Like, ju- just absolutely awful. There's, it's, there's a couple of cool minutes at the very, very end where the monsters fight each other, and that's about it. Um, oh, Jesus, it was grim. The only, the only positive is that I, I used my old uh, Limitless card gimmick to get it, so I didn't pay for a ticket, and their, uh, their cash register uh, wasn't working, so they couldn't give me my discount for my, my snacks, so they gave me free snacks for the movie. Ooh. So, uh, free popcorn and coke, yes please, you're bumped up to a 6 out of 10 rampage. Um... <laughs> But uh, no, absolute shy. I thought I thought the the little relationship between The Rock and George was was pretty was pretty cute. Um, uh, I like that. I like that. I th- I thought the worst thing about it was the the. I I think I I don't know the actor's name, but you know the the two baddies, um, yeah. Malin Ackerman and her little stooge. That lad was absolutely horrendous. She was as well, um, to be yeah, fair. The, 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 yeah, the, the acting for, for those two oh. was terrible. The, the, the dynamic of it all was so cliche. Uh, even for the low bar, given the premise of the film, even with the low bar, the writing was just dreadful. Oh my God, it was terrible. And, it, like, it, and there wasn't even anything especially notable or cool, like fight-wise or special effect-wise. Uh, I, really didn't, I really didn't like the special effects. And I thought the, um, the wolf in particular was stupid looking. Like it had like an yeah. angry face. Yeah, it was poor. Yeah, uh, it, it was just the most like cynically made, churned out piece of garbage. It's so weird though, because I don't think people like, today care about the Rampage video game. So it's not like there's a. No, I, I, I think I think that aspect of it was very much just a someone realized they had this license. And they were already in the process of let's make a, a movie with The Rock versus a giant thing. And mm. they were like, throw, throw them together, throw, throw, slap that license on it, movie. Because it's like it's it's not even really a, a remotely close to any of the of the ideas in the in the game. They've thrown in a bunch of really lame on the nose references, like the character names, and about ten million shots with the arcade machine in the background. My fucking god, again. <laughs> Fucking Jesus! This is, it's about it's about as subtle as that first Hitman movie where the two kids see age of forty seven and they go whoa and turn and look at the TV and they're playing Hitman. <laughs> God! Do you want to guess where this movie made all its money? Abroad. China. It is China. Way. Um, yeah, Rampage. Uh, a little bit of a f- I wouldn't say a flop domestically, but it only made. <clears throat> Excuse me, twenty-two percent of its total gross domestically. Mm. Um, in the US, it it, it grossed eighty-four million dollars, which isn't too bad. But uh, in China alone, one hundred and twenty-six million dollars. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, give it a total gross of they, nearly four hundred. That's why they keep making these terrible movies. Yeah, like, for the uh, Chinese. What's the one you like for? Wait a minute. What does that mean? Pacific Pacific Rim. In Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I made a sequel to that was for the foreign market. Yeah, let's have a quick look at Pacific Rim Two. What was it even yeah, called? Surprising Two doing because even because like the, the the first one was like a flop, and then this one like the the even the hardcores who love the first one don't like this one. 
Uh, okay, here you go. Summary. Domestic gross, 58 million. Still not that bad. Not bad. Well, of a 150 million budget, that's yeah. pretty. China, 100 million dollars, please. Oh, well, there you go. Bing, 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 bing. Didn't make as much as Rampage, but uh, worldwide gross, 288 million off a 150 million budget. So it's probably, wasn't a huge hit. I like I I've I've heard some like some more cynical takes from from people who don't like you know superhero movies who like either saw Infinity War or see a lot of the marketing for Infinity War and think of it as the most you know cynical thing ever in entertainment and and it is to an extent don't get me wrong I mean we've talked on this show about the way they they churn out those Marvel movies but there's still a level of quality to them especially Infinity War that's that's endearing I mean watching this it's like everyone is phoning it in in this movie it's just just get the movie out the door um and and, and have the cgi fight happen and 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 count your 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 chinese money um anyway uh paul the only incredible thing about infinity war is by the way it's already grossed over a billion dollars a thousand million let's say hasn't opened in china yet yes that is terrifying yeah, how much money that film's um, gonna make? Yeah, it's it's weird because it's 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 like I think it's the fastest. It like it didn't get to to like five hundred million quicker. So there was some stat about how it didn't beat uh, Star Wars to some landmark, but then it did beat it to a billion. It's like I don't know. It's it's. I feel like they might end up being like neck and neck when it's all said and done. Mm. Um, uh, but it's certainly going to be an absolutely massive success one way or the other. I mean, it already is. I mean, you know. Anyway, um, Rampage sucks. Rampage sucks. Where are you, though, in your ongoing uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson-a-thon? Uh, well, I finished Doom, and I watched two more to go along with that, so I'm doing pretty well. I've got my little Excel file here. Let me take a quick look Okay. Here. So, again, there are... How many total movies to watch? 36. From The Mummy Returns to Rampage, which is the last one. I've watched Maybe 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, I've watched 18, so I'm exactly halfway there. Uh, so I finished Doom. Uh, Doom uh, sucks as well. Like, okay. like Rampage. Um, Doom does have some cool stuff in it, though. Uh, specifically the, the first person scene, which is actually really cool. Really? Yeah, it's actually good. Um... I, I guess it stands out because the rest of the rest of the movie is so kind of poor. Um, but I, th- I thought it was legitimately kind of well done and cool. Um, the problem with Doom is that it has so many good ideas, but kind of puts its foot in its mouth by, by doing so many of the ideas poorly and having really like questionable effects in it. So Doom, for all intents and purposes, is a movie about big muscly men shooting monsters right yeah the problem is that they have like when let's say the monster grabs one of the the marines and throws them the marine will do like a a a wire flippy do like comedy effect and it's like so dumb um like you know when you're watching like old kung fu movies and the characters are like flying around and doing flippy do's because they're on because they're on wires the Doom has those kind of effects, and it's so out of place for a movie like that. Um, but yeah, it's bad. Uh, 
it's I would say it's not as bad as I thought it was. It's it's more that it was just poorly made, which kind of drags the film down. There, there, like I said, there are some cool ideas in there. There's some cool story like twists in there as well, but it's so poorly made that it's it's more like a like a shoddy B movie than a. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think that this got a like a theatrical release because it is so poorly yeah. made. Um, and it's, it's it's weird when you look at that to think that because that was still in the rocks like tentative early days. Yeah, two thousand five. Yeah, so he was he was not the me- the mega star that he is now. That was in that rough period where it's like he he couldn't attach his name to a good project for love or money. No. Um, yeah, but obviously he was joking around about remaking Doom after the success of well, you know. So Rampage is this weird thing where. It got mostly bad reviews, and I think it ended up with 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes it the de facto best-reviewed video game film of all time. Which I, I think I sang its praise at the time, but I, I thought this year's Tomb Raider film was infinitely mm. better than, than Rampage. I actually thought that was a perfectly enjoyable, you know, kind of middle-of-the-road action film. Um, but yeah, he was seen, so he was joking about remaking or, or, or doing another Doom movie, which I don't know, Doom's kind of back in vogue a little bit these days mm. uh did you did you play did you play that uh that that new doom Paul? i haven't played it yet it's, it's didn't it's, you didn't it's, joe it's, didn't you play it joe joe you that played was it, my, yeah, yeah. that was my one game of last year yeah yeah, doom. yeah. joe joe, joe tanner's game of the year so yeah the weird thing about doom the movie as well is uh it doesn't take place in hell and you're not killing they're not killing demons in it it's like Sorry. it's like sci-fi they're in they're in space and it's like what they're what they're killing is like uh, something that infects the the humans and turns them into monsters. So it's like not really even Doom. Sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does sound really bad, actually. That's Don't watch Doom. Doom fan, you know. That's it. Don't watch Doom uh, unless you're doing like me. Uh, uh, you've decided bizarrely to watch all the Rocks movies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or who else is in it? You're watching all of their movies. Uh, Carol Urban is in it. And uh, Rosamund, yeah, Rosamund Pike is in it, which is a weird casting decision. But, uh, oh, Rosamund Pike. I don't know what, why she's in it, but there you go. Um, yeah, so if you're watching all the Rosamund Pike's movies, watch Doom. Yeah, you, oh, what a time you're going to have. Doom and Gone Girl. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Try Johnny not to English. kill yourself before the end. <laughs> Johnny English Reborn. <laughs> Do you see the new Johnny English coming out? Oh, man. Oh, no, thank you. Is this, is this still with Mr. Bean? It's still Mr. Bean in it. Johnny Amy Strikes Again. I only ever saw that first one and I was like 11 and I thought <clears> it was good. Here's a question for you. What age do you think Rowan Atkinson is? Uh, seven. Well, Joe's on the on the ball there. Exactly. 63. Is he? Yeah. I feel like he's been that age for about 30 years. He always kind of looked quite old, didn't he? Like Mr. Bean... Yeah. Was made in like what ninety three? Yeah, twenty five years ago. So you must have been with a thirty boy. It's my age. No, not quite. But, um, uh, well, Mister Bean is from nineteen ninety. Apparently, nineteen ninety oh, okay. was when the pilot aired. So that would have been nearly, yeah, nearly thirty Jesus. years ago. Jesus. So he would have been in his. Let's say when was he born? It's, yeah, he would have been like thirty. Four, let's say when it was being made maybe mm-hmm. which is mad um anyway enough about mr bean i also watched some other movies with the rock uh first i watched pain and gain oh yeah which also has um mark Wahlberg in it and 
What's the guy? Falcon from the Avengers. Oh, yeah. What's his name? CM. Uh, I have like, no idea. Anthony Mackie. That's the one. Have either of you seen Pain and Gain? Yeah. No, it's a Michael Bay film, isn't it? Yeah, quite, it is Michael quite Bay. Bad. Quite bad. I actually really liked it. Oh, God. I don't know. Because I went in expecting it to be, like, utter shit. Because it's, it's first and foremost, is, is a Michael Bay movie. But I find I found it kind of weirdly charming and, and weirdly funny. I don't know. As Michael Bay films go, it's not. I don't think it's as quite as sort of boring and tedious as things like Transformers. Well, I think because like it's it, not it's not a, an action movie. Let's say yeah, it's more, it's more of, of a, a comedy and a comedy drama caper type thing. I I would say it's obviously although it's not as good. I, I would say it's closer to like a like a Shane Black kind of movie, like. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang or The Nice yes. Guys. It's closer to that kind of tone. Yes. Um, like, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought The Rock was good. And I thought well, Mark Wahlberg's not good in anything. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Whoa, I, I kind of whoa, whoa. I think about Mark Wahlberg. Well, I had to watch him too. I watched him in the movie Excuse this week, me? and I watched him in the movie last week, and he is not good neither of them. Excuse me. Academy Award nominee Mark Wahlberg. What was he nominated for? Uh, the Departed, in which he was fantastic. Oh, I'm the guy who does um, his job. You must be the other guy. That's what he says in that movie. Uh, he's also in The Fighter, which is a great movie, which Christian Bale won the Oscar for. Fighter's all right. Uh, and that's it. All of his other movies are shit. But those yeah. two are quite good. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, no, Boogie Nights as well. Boogie Nights is really good. I've not seen Boogie Nights. That, he's, done, he's done three good movies. I will put that on maybe my. A couple of I'll put that on my Mark Wahlberg watch list. Yeah, um, yeah, I think those are probably the three only good movies he's done, but they were all very good. Uh, let's take a look to the Mark Wahlberg filmography. Uh, oh, a lot. He's the hardest working man in showbiz. He was in Ted, which was alright. Ted was alright. Um, he was in. Uh, that's Transformers. The other, the other guys. Yeah, the other guys. I I talked about that last week. Yeah, the Perfect Storm. The Yards. Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah. Which way? Which uh, the two thousand and one. Um, oh God. Tim Burton one. Eight Lincoln. <laughs> um, yeah. Four Brothers. I think you're right. I think yeah. he's only been in three oh, good I movies. Like, I like I like Four Brothers. Well, yeah, three three really good movies, and then a, probably a couple of decent ones. Yeah. Well, I would say anyway. I, I would say Pain and Gain. I thought was I thought was really good, which I did not expect to think going into it. But I don't know. I kind of I I liked it despite my preconceptions of of how good yeah. it was going to be. So I have to give it to Michael Bay. I think Michael Bay made a good movie here. Oh, yeah. well, The Rock was good. So. That was good. The, the Rock. rock. The rock not that Rock. Oh, the. <laughs> The other Michael the Bay, rock, The Rock, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. The original Rock. Yeah, the, the ni- Rock before The Rock. Nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Um, which uh, also had Ed Harris in it. He was also in Pain and Gain. So there you go. There's a little connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I I really like Pain and Gain. Maybe if you listener have not seen it, it might be worst worst things to watch. Um. If you like Falcon from the Avengers, he is in it, and his storyline is that he's got because of all the steroids, his little winky don't work anymore. Um, oh, and what's her, what's her name's in it? Rebel the blonde Wilson. one from Pitch Perfect. Oh, god! 
Don't be having to go. She's not in it very much, to be fair. Too much. She's not in it that much. Uh, and then I also watched, get ready for this one, strap yourselves in. I watched Gridiron Gang. Oh, which yeah, uh, I remember what that is. That is a movie about American football. Have either of you oh. seen it? No. no. Have either of you seen any movie about sport ever? Um, the Fighter with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, then you've seen um, it. Uh, mean Machine with Vinnie yeah. Jones. It's basically the exact same movie as Mean Machine with Vinnie Jones. Um, uh, Gridiron, Gang, yeah. Gridiron Gang is every sports movie you've ever seen. Um, retread. It's, it's worse. one of the most derivative movies I've ever seen. Um, like it, whether you've seen uh, Mean Machine, which itself is a is a adaptation of The Longest Yard with uh, with Burt Reynolds, this is essentially the same plot. Uh, Great Iron Gang is is ostensibly based on a real life story, but it's so kind of by the numbers that it's it's not worth a watch. Um, the Rock. It plays uh, a counselor at a like a juvenile, not a prison, but like a juvenile like detention center. Okay. And in order to teach his his gang members and his drug dealer kids uh, responsibility and and self worth and 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 self esteem, he he sets up this like this football team. They're all going to play for the football team. They're called the Mustangs. Mustang Pride. M-U-S-T-A-N-G-S Mustangs And would you believe it Barry They uh, they st- When they start They're really bad They can't win And they want to st- oh, They, they no. want to quit And the Rock says God damn it Jane, quit there, But are they Are they struggling To get on the same page They are Because you see Barry Some of them are from 88th street And some of them are from 95th street And that is oh, oh, not, not the 88th And the 95th street Oh that's a legendary game. But do you know what happens oh, then Do you know what happens then uh, a, another lad from one of the streets comes in with a gun and the guy from one street saves the guy from the other street and really they see that they're not so different and then they win the big game at the end I cannot imagine oh, stony face the rock trying to oh god it seems like a role he thinks he'd be so great in as well the, I mean the fact of the matter is the movie isn't even that bad it's just <laughs> it's so like obvious and basic and derivative uh, Exhibit is in it as well, though. He's quite a weird casting choice. But, um, yeah, it's not one to go out of your way to watch. I wouldn't even say that's, like, particularly boring. I think I think if if it was, like, the first ever sports movie, we kind of marvel at how good it was. But the, the fact is, is that, you know, there's only one Aliens, and everything that comes after that, which is, you know, Marines in space shooting Aliens, is going to be compared to that. And you can only do Aliens so many times before you're like, fuck, another one of these. And this is, again, just... And, and it doesn't necessarily need to be American football. This is every, any sports movie you've ever seen. It follows the exact same beats and is, is essentially the exact same movie. So don't bother your hole with that one, baby. And then finally, for some reason, I watched the uh, Austin Powers trilogy. I watched all three movies. Uh, My Austin, favorite rock film. Austin Powers... International Man of Mystery, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, and Austin Powers, Gold Member. And, uh, yeah, first time watching them in a while. I think what happened was, I think Mike Myers had been on some talk show. I'm not sure which one in America. Maybe, like, Fallon or something. Uh, since uh, Vern Troyer passed away. 
And for whatever reason, that just kind of kickstarted my nostalgia, and I was like, oh, go watch those Austin Powers movies again. And, um, I mean, they're good. They're maybe not as good as I remember them being, and they are all kind of the same movie. Um, yeah. Like each of them has the, first, the, first the exact one same jokes in, in particular being so similar. Yeah, I mean, I think they're all good. I think uh, what I what I expected going in, and this isn't necessarily from like what I remember from having watched them before, but I expected that while the first two would be okay, the third one would be like way worse than I remember. But actually, they're all kind of more or less the same quality of film. Yeah. Hmm. Mike Myers isn't particularly good. Which is maybe why he doesn't make movies anymore. Uh, that's, see, that's a, this is a hot take right here. I think that's he's having a go, isn't he? He's having a go. Yeah, like this, now, I, I, I think I think he just he picked some really uh, there was some really abysmal follow ups to him. Like what was that Love Guru and and stuff like that. I Mike Myers is good. Come on now. Well, Love Guru yeah, was like the last movie he made before he went on off the radar. Maybe he got fed up. You? <laughs> This happens to all big comedians, though. This happened to, you know, Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy, uh, Steve Martin. They, they come along, they do some huge comedies, and then, I don't know. And it's like, and how, they forget how what's he, funny. He must, he must be so fucking rich, because it's like Austin Powers was the biggest thing. And Wayne's and World Wayne's as well. was also absolutely massive. I mean, God, he must be... Still to this day, living off the riches from it. But um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that all here you say that all three were of similar quality because I I watched the first one not that long ago and I really enjoyed it. But what I haven't gone back and watched because I just don't imagine it holds up. I always recall the third one not being that good. That's ah, fine. The third one is fine. Is it all right? Yeah. I mean, I think they all have the same strengths and they all have the same weaknesses. That the stories are they're not very well written and like this story doesn't really make much sense and things just happen with no explanation but it, it's all just a framework for like Myers to do his oh behave shtick you yeah. know that's what it is it feels like a super long SNL skit basically yeah yeah um, and it's I think which is what Wayne's World was originally it was just based off an SNL skit yeah li- literally that yeah um, I mean they're, they're movies of their time doesn't the second one oh certainly well, one thing, one thing, one thing I was thinking was if they made a fourth one now, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. You know, like it would be terrible. In the same way that, in the same way that Dumb and Dumber Two was. You know, it's just certain movies are of a time, and and it just would not work now. And it would come out certainly because it's been so long. It would kind of come off as a bit pathetic, I think. Um. So I watched the, I watched uh, all of them. Um the characters obviously are are iconic and and there's a lot of um references that I haven't thought of since I was like a teenager that for some reason were really big when I was a teenager stuff like you know. Um uh, mini me stop humping the laser beam and stuff like that. I don't know why that was a thing back then. Um when I was a teenager my uncle shaved my testicles. Still good. Still good. Oh, <laughs> get in my belly. <laughs> I oh, oh, my Well, that's the thing is that not only Fast Bastard, <laughs> Fat Bastard, but uh, also Mini Me. Neither of them were in the first one. They they only appeared in the second movie. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, weird because like, you watch. Um, you're, you're, it's like Empire you Strikes are. Back. You know, you got Lando and all that. Here you are saying Mike Myers isn't good, right? He's Austin Powers. He's Doctor Evil. He's Fat Bastard. He's Gold right? Member as well. He's, he, he's he's giving you the oh behave me. He's giving you the pretty me stop pumping the laser. He's giving you the the other other wet meat, right? He's giving you all that. Right, I don't know what more you want. One million dollars. Yeah, that oh. That's one of the better ones. Um, that's, I think that's my favorite thing about those movies is the uh, is like Doctor Evil and their their his little co- his team of like uh, of uh, you know informers and and, and second in commands and all that. Like they they're all great. Yeah. So that was the. Six movies I watched this week. That's enough. Mm. It's all I did. Alright, Joe, seen any movies? Nah. Alright. I tried watching some, but then I got bored. So. What did you try to watch? I tried to watch the first Avengers, and that was, uh, that was just boring. That's so boring. Turned turn that off. Yeah. Did um, you know, by the way, The Love Guru, uh, it's total gross, is... About equal to what uh, Infinity War ma- made in uh, in just South Korea. Korea, <laughs> how much? Uh, Thirty nine million in South oh, Korea. I think the Love Guru was forty overall. So Jesus, Jesus. To be fair though, the Love the Love Guru must have cost nothing to make. No, it cost sixty two million dollars. What? This. this is uh. It's one of those Jack and Jill, uh, Adam Sandler situations, I think. Oh, yeah. well, who was in The Love Girl? Who was cast in it? Uh, you've got Jessica Alba, <laughs> Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben Kingsley. Justin Timberlake. And, and Sir Justin Timberlake, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sir Justin of Timberlake. It's not the, yeah. I'll say as well, in the Austin Powers movies, the, the, the women they have in with, with uh, Mike Myers... <laughs> Yeah, but oh, oh, oh. Heather Graham, an icon. Good lord. God bless her. And uh, Beyonce. And Beyonce. I believe also yeah, went on to some level of fame. Lovely, the lovely Beyonce Knowles. Um, yeah. Yes. So very, yeah, it's I, a very attractive in there with um, with Pigman Mike Myers. <laughs> well, that's what Jeez. that was his gimmick. I know that was the gimmick, but them women is but good looking. That's all I'm saying. Sweet. We 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 shouted out the Graham. We shouted out the Noel. Give each let's give each of them movies an extra star just because of the who they got in them. The lovely ladies. Yeah, let, yeah let's not, let's not turn a blind eye to, to the lovely Miss Elizabeth Hurley, right? She's a bit old, right? Yeah. How dare you? No, I mean they're all they're all, they're all nice. They all have lovely <laughs> bottoms. They do all have lovely bottoms. Anyway. Uh, let's jump on in here to the emails. All our emailers have lovely bottoms, including Will, uh, who sent this mail. <laughs> he says, as a fan of both kebabs and Marvel movies, in Infinity War, I noticed that the chip shop vision in Wanda went to had deep fried kebabs. <laughs> oh, that's why they filmed in Scotland, is just so they could have to get that in between takes. Uh, would you consume this product? And what are your top five Marvel movies to date? 
Jinder wants a banana. Explain, and I or Undertaker will. Thank you, Will. First of all, I would absolutely eat a deep fried kebab. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say I wouldn't. I love. I you know when I was in Scotland, I did neglect to get a deep fried chocolate bar, um, but I did get. I did have copious amounts of deep fried food while I was there. Deep frying is the ultimate means of preparing things, and kebabs are great. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just ask for a second? What even was the feature? uh, Explain and uh, what even was that feature? I don't remember. That was um, that was uh, you. It was just like a debate thing, wasn't it? We just oh, it was like debate, Kali, was it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's a T-shirt. Yeah, you would throw out a hypothesis, and we would just kind of talk about it. All right. Well, in, in reality, what it was was a conversation that you gave a stupid name. But do you want to do do a, a impromptu one now? No. All right. Well, ex- explain. At, wait a minute. Hmm, I wonder, Taker. Well, yeah. Here's here's the topic for explain and um, 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 Undertaker. Uh, it's I wonder, Taker. Go on. <laughs> The, he's asked here, what are my top five Marvel movies to date? I'm assuming that's in the uh, the, the Marvel Studios films. Um, I would say number one. Uh, this is completely off the top of my head, by the way. I don't have I don't have a set list. I would say number one, uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. I would say number two. Again, got reaction. Probably Infinity War. Number three. Guardians of the Galaxy, one, four, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and five, Civil War. Ooh, no Black Panther in there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I owned Black Panther once. I did love it. I would like to see it again. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd go uh, Infinity War, Guardians, Original Avengers, Winter Soldier. Black Panther, I think. Yeah. Mm. Do you have any preference among the ones you've seen? I, had, I kind of did my three last week. The only three that I liked: Iron Man, uh, Thor, Ragnarok, and what was the other one? Um, I can't remember. Spider Man? Did you say that? Oh yeah, Spider Man: Homecoming. Yeah, they'd be my top three in terms of order. <laughs> That order. <laughs> They're all equal number one. Yeah. I've got to explain and among Undertaker for you. This is something I was thinking in the week. Since you guys are so woke and so hip, you <laughs> goddamn SJW bastards. Yeah. Which would you rather be? I don't know why I would say given the choice because there would be no situation where this would be a choice. But which would you rather be? Black, gay, or a woman? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, uh, probably, probably gay, because then I'd still have the advantage of being a white male. Yeah, but yeah. people look down at gays, don't they? They, they do. Well, it's this, it's a difficult choice, Paul. I mean, you, I'm, I'm assuming you've stuck, you've put me. To this decision because it's tough, but I, you know, yeah. I think I, 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 I think I'd be a woman. I'd be a little gay. Yeah. Okay. I think I'd be a woman. Okay. Hold 
survive the week. I'd be a woman. <laughs> How about you, Joe? Do you have a preference? What do you think? I'll probably go woman. Woman. Yeah. Um, just, uh, this, this, this podcast would be way more interesting and way more diverse rather than... <laughs> With two women and a gay lad. Two, two women and a gay lad rather than fucking three fucking... <laughs> two men and a gay lad. <laughs> just straight fucking lads chatting about the wrestling and the comic book movies. What an original <laughs> podcast this is. Because uh, uh. I was thinking about it in the week. Because uh, yeah. um, obviously with women you have the... the in Ireland, the the abortion debate going <laughs> on. Oh. You got the the equality gap, the pay gap. You've got oh, the pay gap. You got women with the bubbies and that. Um, yeah. but but then, gays, especially in certain parts of the world, you know, we've had the Saudi Arabia war rumble there a minute ago. Yeah, yeah. Not allowed. Sometimes even killed because of it. That's not good. <laughs> well, you, the, the re- relocating isn't part of the question. Yeah, but then even in Ireland, where half the population are, are old people, going, oh, Jesus, look at them. Uh, and then and then black, uh, I mean, unfortunately, a lot of... Pr- I think black probably is the most marginalized of the three. The most uh, oppressed. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? So I'd be a woman, basically, is what I'm going for. Oh, Possibly, God. at a stretch, a gay woman, because then you get also the benefits of it. Anyway, that was another edition of uh, Debate Kali. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for reminding me of that feature, or let's say blame Will for that one. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that is such a tangential thing from, from what he originally said. But anyway, I don't remember what uh, he was Joe, about. Wonder. Joe, what are you? What's your mail? Uh, an email from Will. He says, "Subject ring gear." Uh, hi, Joe. Jeff Hardy's been rocking those black cargo trousers for a good. 20 years now um well 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 you know once once you get a look that works why change it that's what i'm saying um if you had to wear one wrestler's ring gear for a year whose would you who, whose would you choose how would it affect your life um i was just thinking about this i think i'd have to go for either irs or mr hughes because they kind of wear like a shirt and tie trousers so, like, if I had to go to, like, a job interview or some kind of formal situation, I'd at least be kind of, you know, somewhat dressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wouldn't look too bad just, you know, if I'm going to the supermarket just as Mr. Hughes, not so bad. Um, it would mean I'd have to wear, like, suspenders all the time, though, like IRS has the red ones. That would look <laughs> a bit silly, but, you know, probably better than dressing like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you had picked as your previous uh, answer to, to Kane and The Undertaker, um, if you wanted to be a gay lad, maybe dressing as Randy Savage wouldn't be so bad. I, th- I mean, I'm not sure about that, Paul. No? If anything, I think that might increase the hostility. Mm. Well, I do work in Soho, so... Yeah, um, you know. After dark, fairly normal looking. Um, mm. Anyway, how about you lads? Any particular uh, gear you would... Well, the problem is that a lot of wrestlers these days are just wearing, like, jeans and a top. I was going to say, yeah, I'd I'd be an indie lad who wears a t-shirt and jeans. Uh, I'd be one of the the pricks in the fucking Joey Janela's rumble thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Uh, I think I'd go for, uh, I'll go for 
1998 Kane. <laughs> 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 I, always th- I always thought he looked a bit cool. So I'll just dress like him for the rest of my life, I suppose. I'm going to go, excuse me, for a uh, hillbilly gym. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got those coveralls, you know. No one needs to see my love handles, you know what I mean? Yeah, looking good. Looking what good. about um, 2010 US title reign Bret Hart? Oh, God. With the fucking no. greasy hair and the jorts and the Christ. big jacket on. What the about... Fucking... So Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> what about 2009 Matt Hardy, where he had the long tights, the belly overflowing over them, and the trench coat? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that was like the worst look of all time. I think the correct answer to this question is is heel Batista with the fucking popped collars, pink polo necks. <laughs> Uh, spiked uh, wristbands and stuff. Okay. Um, Will Will goes on to say, by the way, I'm not sure uh, why he kind of segued to this. Does he have input on the gay black women debate? No. Okay. He goes on to say, um, Adam Cole doesn't sell off for long enough in ladder matches and three stooges is six out of ten. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's got to do with the rest of the yeah, email. He's, he's getting the catchphrase too. Thanks for that, Will. Yeah, good stuff. Also, would you rather be black, gay, or woman, baby? Email in, please, because we're asking that question. Well, do you know, the, since, since the callback... on Twitter. Since the callback to the Adam Cole thing, um, where infamously he got, like, what was it, Spike Tombstone, Double Team Tombstone by the Young Bucks? Did we keep an eye on him in... Did we keep an eye on him in the NXT ladder match to see if he was settled long enough, or...? He, he he did. There was a spot that made me think of this conversation where he got up, kind of quick. But it wasn't it wasn't as bad. I, I wasn't uh, fifty one seconds. I believe was the uh, was mm. the PWG thing. What what was that? At? That was the was it wasn't the three way ladder match, was it? With the Super Smash Bros. Was it? What was the match? Where, what was the match we were referring to when we talk about Adam Cole not selling long enough? Uh, it was the uh, uh, Future Shock versus Young Bucks versus uh, uh, Super Smash. It was. Versus. It was that one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That now that's a hell of a deep callback. What I what I note though is that Will did not send me an email with a little, you know, reference in it. So. Mm. I'm upset now. Well, uh, is it about time we jump into the wrestle golf? If we must. Uh, did either of you watch Backlash? Um, I watched a, a surprisingly fair amount of it. To be honest. Okay. For some um, reason. Yeah. I found myself asking, you know, thinking for some reason as well. Uh, did you at least see the Seth Rollins Miz match? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I, I kind of oh. skipped that. I was thinking, like, I'm only going to watch one or two matches. So I, sort of, I was like, oh, I'll skip this. It might not be any good. Uh, it turns out it was the only good match. So I was a bit foolish in hindsight. It, it was like the best opener 
in maybe years. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a tremendous match. Seth Rollins is one of the best in the world right now. Yeah. Um, uh, he's Fantastic. doing great stuff. God bless him. He's carrying this whole fucking company at the moment. Um, yes, excellent. Check that out if you have a chance. So what, what did you watch on this show? Um, so I skipped um, the Nia Jax match. Um, what was after that? Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton. I did watch that. I mean, there was nothing to it, really. It was, I thought it was a, you know, it wasn't a bad match. Kind of just there. Just a match, yeah. Um, yeah, nothing to, much to write home about. Um, I watched Daniel Bryan, Big Cass, because I was kind of interested in seeing what they did with that one. Um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of pleased they didn't have Bryan lose, but on the other hand, it felt point, slightly pointless. Dabby it was short, in the I thought. It, it, still, it felt like it just kind of ended. Yeah. Yeah, very quick match. I don't know if they didn't want Big Cass to go a long time, but then he's in there with Brian, so you think he'd, he'd be having a good match anyway. But yeah, I thought, I, I yeah, thought I it was all right, all right while it was going, but... Uh, but so uh, the babyface yeah. gets a clean win in seven minutes with submission in the first match. Uh, and now they're going to do a rematch? Why? Kind of silly. Um, I didn't watch the, the other women's match. Kind of looked like a complete stinker. Um, I have no interest in seeing Carmella wrestle. I mean, this is like going back to the, the bad old days. Ah, uh, it, it it really was. It really was. I mean, it, it's it's. I I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt, you know. Um, uh, but m- much like I mean, I, I watched like the cast match and the Carmella match, and my mindset was, this: if they are any good at all, this could maybe be something of a coming out party, or at the very least, a positive sign mm-hmm. of things to come. With Cass, it was like, eh. I'm not convinced, but also it wasn't terrible. I'm like, all right, Cass, work in progress. He can probably have a good match with the right partner. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping a longer rematch with Brian will be a, mm. uh, a good match. Carmella, I was like, okay, she's hopeless. This is like, it's like she's completely hopeless. Um, because, you know, Charlotte, not perfect. You know, not a, not a legendary worker, but it's definitely good, if not great, and definitely one of the best they have. And it was just pits. I mean, it was just... Mm. There was a point where Carmella had uh, like a surfboard type thing on mm-hmm. Charlotte and she was just standing there just holding Charlotte's arms. Like it did not look like it was a, a submission hold. It, she was ju- it was just early days of wrestling training school levels of bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, she was she was pretty horrendous in that match, I have to say. Yeah. God. Um, so it, it didn't get much better from there. So I also watched um, AJ Nakamura, which was fine. Again, um, the, the low blow stuff is just so weird. It's it's, a, it's gone from being just a thing that Nakamura doesn't get heat to being like the whole kind of point of their feud now is about punching each other in the dick. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's um, very odd. Um, yeah, but the match, match was fine. I still think they could have like a really good match, but. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was better than the previous two. Um, yeah, it's really it's really hard to just not be frustrated with a with a double count out finish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't I don't think it would would be so bad if they didn't squeeze in the Royal Rumble uh, show a week ago. You know what I mean? Because now this is two in a row where they haven't had yeah. a proper finish. You know, so yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Um, I skipped the tag match but as soon as I saw Bobby Lashley come out I thought no I don't want to get involved with that it was rubbish 
It was rubbish, and it kept fucking going. It was so long. Uh, Zayn and Owens were, like, stalling. Like, that's their whole shtick. They were getting, Zayn was getting out of the ring. Every time mm-hmm. Owens was in the ring, it was headlocks. So the match went way longer than it should have. And then the faces beat down the heels for, like, ten minutes after the match. Braun kept doing power slams. Oh, my God. This is the pits. This is the fucking pits. Uh, and then the main event. Um which started kind of fairly well with Joe attacking Reigns and throwing him through a table before the match even started. That was all right. But then nothing really had, you know, I'd expected so much more from a Samoa Joe match, but this was kind of the, you know, chin locks, not particularly good action. And then the, then the finishers. And I don't think the crowd was particularly interested, as evidenced by a lot of them uh, running for the exits as soon as the, the match was over. Um, yeah, I've seen like a lot of lot of reviewers uh, tagging this as the worst, yeah, worst WWE pay per view ever. I watched sitting there watching it before I'd seen the Twitter reaction. I wasn't going, oh, this is the absolute pits. I kind of just thought it was a typical boring WWE pay per view. Um, I guess the booking was really bad as well. Yeah, um, um, yeah. I, th- I think it's look. It's just a case of. Um... You know, people have made up their mind about Reigns and, and, and what have you. What I what I don't know about this show is is that it was three and a half hours long. It went a half hour past to the third hour, roughly. Mm. Um, and it, it that was not warranted or justified at all. Um, like no. the amount of the, the amount of dudes cinching in headlocks on this show was fucking insane. Like obviously the Orton match, but the Carmella match was just all rest holds, all really basic submissions, and this match as well. It's like Joe comes out early, kills Reigns, put him through the table, crowds actually into it, and then the match is just sleepers and chin- mm-hmm. and he did like, like an old like a head crank, like one hand under the chin, one hand on the head, just mm-hmm. twisting it. Like I was like, oh my god, is this metal? Like what the fuck am I watching? Um. Uh, yeah, just inexplicable, inexplicable that did that. There was some cool stuff in there. I, yeah, I think I think watching it live was worse because the show was so bad at that point and people were so cranky yeah. that, that they just they couldn't get into it. But there was some cool stuff in there. The 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 drive by kick into the into the sleeper, like they 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 had some ideas in there, but they padded it out to like a twenty minute match, and and the crowd just didn't want it. And the the never ending saga of this Roman Reigns. Uh, uh, era just mm. uh, just rolls on crazy so, yeah and this was the first dual brand pay-per-view as well this should have been like a stacked card mm. um, it wasn't yeah on paper it looked alright I mean these two had a good match um, like before um, so I, I don't know I don't know what went wrong um, but it was a, it was a stinker for sure um so yeah, that's the first dual brand pay per view. The next one will be Money in the Bank. So we will see what they have to offer next time. Uh, let me see here. What's going on in the news? Uh, Kane won the Republican primary for the mayoral election in Knoxville, Tennessee, by something crazy like fourteen votes or something like that. Uh, a oh. very very minuscule amount of votes. So the real takeaway here, folks, is that we are just we are just weeks away, possibly, from never having to see Kane on TV, or at least not in the near future. Um, uh, so look forward to that. So yeah, he has he, he has the Republican nomination, but he has not won. A lot of people thought that that meant he had won the race. Now he probably will, based on the fact that you know 
uh, people mm-hmm. you know, would suggest that it's it, it's a it's a, a Republican candidate's uh, town to win or whatever. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so good luck to him. Don't want to see you back on Raw anytime soon. Um, right. Uh, so uh, Jericho, Chris Jericho showed back up in New Japan uh, uh, this week. He bloodied Tetsuna, you know, really fucked him up. Um, uh, uh, beat the shit out of him. And so that feud is back on. Jericho continues to just flip back and forth wherever he suits. Fair play to him. I mean, he's he's... He's uh he's doing independent wrestling rice, if you ask me. Yep. Um, so uh so there you go. And also Rey Mysterio confirmed to be going back to New Japan, which is interesting because his status is really up in the air. People uh, a lot of assumptions that he was going back to WWE. Um uh but he continues to take dates elsewhere. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I, again that's not a you know full time signing with New Japan or anything, but he's confirmed. <laughs> Yeah, there, there he is, revving away. Um, see Undertaker. <laughs> Sorry. Keep rolling, yeah. rolling, rolling. Um, so yeah, that's the, that, that looks to be the, the wrestling news this week. I don't know if there's a whole lot else to talk about. Um, Paul, obviously, we're a few days away from Scrapper Mania. Yeah. Uh, which is this coming Saturday in the National Stadium in Dublin. Uh, are you going to Contenders the next day? No. No, you're not. Okay, so we can just talk about Scrapper Mania. Although it's funny now, because I have the Monday afterwards off, so I theoretically could have gone, but uh, no doubt at the time. You know the one thing uh, I like most about the Scrapper Mania card, by the way? The, the restraint shown with the number of matches they have. Because one of the... I'm not sure whether it was being the Elite or one of the previous ones where they had like 12 matches announced. We're like, how are they going to fit this all in? And then, of course, it went like an hour and a half over... Only eight matches announced for Scrapper Mania. Yes. I think that's yeah, a perfect um, number. Well, eight, nine, considering that one of them will become a, a triple threat match afterwards. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have, I mean, they, they say this every time, but they, a few people have asked about run times, and they have said several times that they are committed to this show um, uh, ending on time. I'm, I'm not convinced. I'll say it right here. I. I don't think I don't have confidence that they will, but I commend them saying so. Let's quickly run down through the card here, so we will uh, we will start at the bottom. Uh, a bit of a weird one here to open a six man tag team match: Mark Haskins and Tyler Bass and Scotty Davis versus L.J. Cleary, David Starr, and Shane Strickland. Might seem like an odd match in paper, but basically the the gimmick here is that the winning team will then immediately have a triple threat match. For yeah, it's a called a Know Your match. Enemy match, which is quite a good name for it, I think. Yeah. And then they've got a couple of intersecting stories here. Obviously, they did the Haskins and Davis angle there a few uh, weeks ago. Uh, not really an angle, but David Starr and, and Strickland have their history together. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's interesting to see. Uh, I think there's actually a couple of like viable... Uh, uh, directions this this one could go. Haskins, obviously, they're pushing. Davis, obviously, is like their top prospect among the contenders. Uh, David Starr is booked for the June show, uh, so he he would be you know viable against Devlin. Obviously, they had a classic match in OTT not long ago. So uh, yeah, I think th- I think that one should be good. Yeah. And uh, Strickland, obviously, is your uh, your kill shot. I'm excited to see uh, to see Strickland for the first time. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, we have the Kings of the North versus Aussie Open and Adam Brooks. 
Should be good. Should be good. Usual all action king, king six man. Whether or not they do any kind of angle after it is kind of the, the interesting thing there for me. I kind of um, feel like it's time to do something there. Whether it be temporary yeah. or whatever, but I feel like the Kings and Lord have kind of done everything at this stage. Yeah, and you're like, who's you know, who's the baby face they can, or who, like, who's the big heel act that they can face now? It's like, well, they've done the Rapture so much that it's like done now. Yeah. Um, and, and there's no one else we do. So yeah, I'm with you totally. Um, so uh, we we shall see, and I'm sure that match itself will be good. Uh, we, the aforementioned Rapture, Charlie Sterling and Zach Gibson will defend the OTT tag titles against the Angel Cruisers. You think of the Angel Cruisers win here? Um, no. No, but I, yeah, I I'm so. I'm hoping, but I I I don't think so. I'm very excited for for what kind of mad ideas they come up with for this one because obviously you know with the big stadium show they're gonna have to do something something big. Yeah, uh, they had a, they put a good promo up of of Angel who's basically saying as much talking about all the, all the crazy shit they're gonna have to do to win. Um, so yeah, I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Sammy Jane back first time back in OTT since winning the women's championship. She'll be defending versus Valkyrie. Um, uh, is a big, I'm big into Valkyrie, but I I would really like a Sammy Jane victory here. I, I don't think they should <clears throat> should be hot potatoing the uh, title around under any circumstances. I don't know the last time I was looking forward to a women's title match this much. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean these these were arguably. The two big standouts of the of the Defiant show, yeah. And Sammy Jane, I mean, I I came in knowing absolutely nothing about Sammy Jane at the last show, uh, and she really impressed. Um. Uh. So yeah, that would be a good match, and I mean, that's a huge test for Valkyrie because she just had her first Tivoli match in April, and now she's doing the Stadium, uh, which is a, a huge jump in terms of crowd size. So we'll see how she does. Uh, going into the top half of the card, then Matt Riddle versus Will Ospreay. Um, I watched their match from WrestleMania weekend this week in preparation for this just a few weeks ago. It was on the WWN Super Show. If any of you have the, uh, the Fight TV app and you want to look this up, they had one of the best matches of the year um, on that show. It was absolutely mental. Absolutely mental. It was exactly, I, you know what? It was exactly as good as you expect. But I, I, w- I wouldn't actually say it was the match you'd expect them to have. It was not a kind of tropey riddle match. It was not a tropey Osprey match. It was totally unexpected. And I, and I loved their. They had a match in progress as well a couple of years ago that was great. This is this is my most anticipated thing of the of the weekend, including, I mean, obviously there's two big dream matches coming up, but I I cannot wait for this. Yeah, I'm very excited. We're very lucky in Ireland at the moment. We are, yeah. This is like looking at this card is a real uh, appreciate how lucky we are. Moments, because um, uh, this is only their third match. I mean, their pro, their first match in progress is like one of the best progress matches ever. Um, second match they had, I think, is one of this year's best matches. And the good thing is, the progress match is like seven or eight minutes long. The the super show match from this year at WrestleMania weekend was about like. 10 so these are not like omega okada hour-long epics they're incredible matches but they're not like tearing the arse off it you know fucking kicking out of 10 million moves and going a half hour like they're they're awesome sprints you know what i mean they're really cool so i i I, we're we're very lucky to get their like third ever match together um so yeah there's that and then we get into uh, uh the real heavy hitters 
uh, Keith Lee versus Minoru Suzuki. This is looking like uh, the one of the last times we'll be seeing old Keith Lee. Possibly. Um, yeah, yeah, possibly, you know. Um, but yeah. I'd be yeah, very much looking forward. There's not really much you can say. It's not like they, you know, there's not an angle or anything here. It's pretty oh, much just. Suzuki. Can we see Suzuki? Yeah, Suzuki. I mean, it's like it, the thing is, hey, Suzuki's coming here and he's going against one of the best in the world today on the Indies. So uh, you know, not, not not much more to be said beyond that. Um, so uh, so yeah, can't wait for that. Similarly, uh, Tomohiro Ishii versus Jeff Cobb. Um, I did not see their WrestleMania weekend match, but I heard it was great. I'm expecting some big suplexes. I'm expecting some big forearms. Um, yeah, Ishii and like I, I, I like. I think Suzuki has this incredible aura that I can't wait to see. But I think I think I'm looking more forward to this match in terms of like an actual match. Yeah, I don't know Ishii so much. I'm not as familiar with him. I've seen quite a bit of Suzuki, but yeah, Ishii, Ishii's really kind of underrated. He's he's kind of that guy that that doesn't really get pushed a whole lot, but he's he's an incredible worker. Um, so yeah, uh, and then in the main event, Jordan Devlin defends the OTT uh, Championship against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Jordan Devlin uh, over in uh, Progress this weekend for their uh, their strong style tournament. Sounds like he's doing really well, which is great. Um, yeah, I, I am not so sure what they're going to do with this. Um, I think the cancellation of that show due to the snow and stuff kind of throw a spanner into the works for this because they haven't really done a whole lot to build it up. It's pretty much just Jordan's our guy. Zach is one of the best in the world, which is kind of the story for every OTT Jordan match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they've, they've built it up slightly by having Zach do the forehead kiss and then Jordan did cut a great promo at the end of the last OTT show. Um, it was really good, to be fair, but... Um, a, a, a pretty bare bones build up for this one, I would say. Ah, that's fair enough, though. With the snow, it's kind of out of, out of their control. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and looking at this card, point. top to bottom, I mean, maybe the best card they've put on ever. Yeah. I mean, uh, home homecoming was pretty special in January uh, with the cage match, but. If everything goes right here, I don't think there's any match uh, on the card here that you know has has any less potential to be you know anything other than than very good to great. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So uh, so that is this week. We'll be back uh, 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 next week to talk about it, uh, the highs, the lows, and all that other stuff. So yeah, I'll be at contenders then the next day. Okay. Which Oh, pardon me. Uh, I'm getting a bit burpy. Uh, which has the uh, uh, Nathan Martin and uh, Darren Kearney versus Will Ospreay and Curtis Murray. Yeah. Um, Do they have the NLW uh, title? No, is that? They have the. Yeah, yeah, that's that show. Okay. That's um, uh, Terry Thatcher versus Scotty Davis. It's, it's kind of a, to be honest, kind of a shame they didn't put that in the stadium. That seems like. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think they just really want they want to build the contenders brand. Yeah, you know I mean? absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's got like a double header. Yeah, I, I think. I, yeah, because this really feels like a huge contender show. They are they've nearly sold this out, which is good. Uh, and also, uh, Sean Maxer back from Japan reforming yeah. his old tag team with Devlin Maxer and Devlin versus Shane Strickland and Keith Lee. That is going to be bananas. Uh, so yeah, we'll have we'll have again. We might do a little uh, standalone show like we've done in the past. We'll do a big standalone um, show for OTT. Yeah, because and and we'll run down all that. I can't wait for that show. 
uh, and uh, I, I'm excited to get back into the stadium. So yeah. Uh, and so that's probably going to do it for this week's show, folks. Let's get the plug in, uh, the plugs in before we finish, because we never do, we do them properly. We never, we, we, we don't. That's definitely true. Chairshoppodcast.com is where you want to go if you want the episode archive, but also it's where you want to go if you want to send us an email. You can talk about whatever. Is that the Dulwich uh, Hamlet? Um, yeah, I've left the flat. I'm now uh, live on the scene. <laughs> uh, at the roundabout that has been overtaken by uh, Sunny Cameron. <laughs> you can um, you check my Instagram for some live footage. And what's your Instagram, Joe? Uh, it's Townstagram, T O W N S T A G R A M. Townstagram for live footage of Joe. So, uh, so Joe, as Joe continues his roving reporting uh, on the scene there, uh, chairshoppodcast.com, email us about any subject you want. We will, of course, talk about it, wrestling or non-wrestling. Uh, follow us on Twitter for more weekly updates. Chairshop Pod is the official show's Twitter. Uh, Griff Tannen is Joe. Paul Griffin CSP is Paul. And I at the Barry Lad. Uh, you can follow us all for tweets on a, a number of different subjects. Right. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, I think that's going to do it yeah. facebook.com chairshot podcast youtube.com chairshot podcast uh, go to the store as well just click chairshot podcast oh. store buy a prawn michaels uh, skirt punk <laughs> uh, if you're going to buy a prawn michaels police are trying to break it up we're gonna Please. we're gonna try to break it up. The police don't want us on the air anymore, so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, uh, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. So it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from all of Catford. Goodbye, everybody. Up the rebels.